You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's The River After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424. 424- 256 1729. That's 424 256 1729. And now, another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV's The River After Show. Hey everyone, Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another After Buzz After Show for ABC's The River, Season 1, Episode 6, titled Dr. Emmett Cole. I'm your host, Kristen Carney, here with uh, three very lovely ladies, starting with Kendra Cabasell. We have Molly Harper and and a new addition, Anna. Anna, 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 Anna. Yeah. We're very elegant here. <laughs> Anna Koppel. Yeah. Uh, thank you for joining us tonight, Anna. We're very excited to have your take Thanks, now ladies. especially that i know it's anna i feel like you're so much smarter oh well, thank you <laughs> it's my parents though they're actually <laughs> smart the parents. cultured ones <laughs> well um before we get into the show i just want to let everyone know that please if you guys rate us on itunes youtube uh, we'd really really appreciate it um tell your friends everything we have really great after shows here and then also be sure to check out Maria Menounos in, on Dancing with the Stars, which is coming up, Yay. I believe, what is this Thursday? Yeah. That's what you guys are going to be hearing. Marie, our very own Maria Menounos is going to be doing that. So check her out and check out her book, The Every Girl's uh, Guide, Guide to, to Life. Life. Okay. I always, say, I always <laughs> want to say The Everyday Girl's Guide to Life. Um, but she's yes. not an everyday girl. No, she's uh, not. Well, she's a Dancing with the Stars girl these days. Uh, it's March 19th if you guys March want 19th. to. And of course, why Market wouldn't calendars. you support uh, our Maria and the book? Yes, pick up the book. And yes, rate on the iTunes page how great you love all these women. Molly, Kendra, Anna, and Kristen <laughs> with their after show for uh, River. Yeah. I can't wait to listen to more. Yeah. How you like the River also. And if you guys want to call in also, uh, you can reach us at 424-256-1729. Um, but tonight's episode, like I said, was uh, called Doc. Dr. Emmett Cole, and I think we know why, because it was really Dr. Emmett Cole-centric tonight, which mm-hmm. I really liked, because I, I think so. Bruce Greenwood is a really good actor. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's from my country, I've, I found out. Oh, really? R- what country? <laughs> are you gonna <laughs> Canada? Foreigner. Canada? Yeah, he's really? a Canadian actor. Canadians are good. They're good yeah, people. Yeah. They get it. They are. Thank they except you. you. You're the exception. Oh, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the, I really like him, though. I think he brings a lot of kind of uh, heart and soul to the show. Yeah. Whereas I think the other characters tend to get a little bit um, wishy-washy or uh, not very, I don't know, they don't seem to have many layers. I feel like he's got a lot going on you can see emotionally mm-hmm. in his eyes that he's in pain even though he's just acting so <laughs> lena's layers i think have started to unravel quite a bit in the last mm-hmm. two episodes definitely but i loved this week's episode going and you know seeing a lot of backstory seeing what emmett was up to you know basically the whole episode was centered around watching those tapes about what he was doing so mm-hmm. i thought that was right it was good awesome. yeah. yeah right and i want to clarify how he found those tapes again so he was they found his knife 
right? Mm-hmm. Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Swiss Ar- and then it's obviously, Alex. yeah, they're like it's Emmett. <laughs> right, right. Who else? No one else. else in these woods would need a knife. <laughs> yeah. They use their bare hands. Right. Uh-huh. Emmett needs. It must have been monogrammed. Yes. yes. Only Emmett. Yes. Would. And yeah. did, were the tape? Was it one tape, or did they not show it? I just I missed it. I was writing. It looked like, like it was one, but it was so. I know we were so busy writing and taking I notes. Think it like was several. No, it was several because yeah. when they first walked into the editing booth, the producer what is his name clark quietly clark, quietly yeah clark um said from what we've pieced together so far okay i'm not sure you want to see it right right, right. Yeah. it looked like a complete story and it looked like a great really like well-produced yeah. movie actually yeah. mm-hmm. i have a character list just oh. in case <laughs> thank you if you guys want to pass it around on the that's table. the new tablet this is a new <laughs> tablet. This is the high-tech tablet. If you guys are listening on iTunes, it's a piece of paper. Right. <laughs> That's how much money I have. Uh, <laughs> but so we saw him. Um, we saw him basically in the meat of his struggle, because everything leading up so far in the first episodes, he's been seen in really small snippets. Mm-hmm. So this, we saw him pass out on the ground, almost dead, and there really seemed to be more of a conclusion because he was brought to a community of people which we haven't seen yeah so how great was that that's exciting yeah so two, we know there's there's some life right because there was the tribes that the tribe right. that picked him up when he was crashing and then it seemed like they brought him to a what looked like to be a hospital or construction site or something right mm-hmm. very third world though are we assuming that very. the first people that picked him up are the Zulus that he mentioned that's, I was assuming that just from their markings and the you know the dress that they had on. What, what did you guys? Some that's sort what, of tribe, yeah, was, definitely. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know I don't exactly know which, which. Yeah. Well, the Zulus were the tribe that he was seeking. The ones that have no sickness and um, complete immunity to disease, um, and the ones that are like. Remember, he said they were in the habit of like cutting the flesh for wings. Oh, right. Oh yeah. Um, so I don't know if those are the people he'd been seeking the whole time, if there were any indication of that. Well, was- in the preview for next week, they, they showed a chart that said something about um, pathogens. So I wonder if they were using him as, you know, extracting huh. antibodies or something for the continuation of their existence. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. But the Zolos are good guys, right? Are they... They're not because you know the whole time we've been watching the show. No, we've known that no one lives in that area of the Amazon right. because no one would dare to live there. So, mm-hmm. are the Zolos living there because mm-hmm. they're immune to all this magic and they're almost above it because they're such a knowledgeable, wise group of of people, or are they bad and part of, or not bad, but are they mm-hmm. mythical and part of the the equation? Well, it almost seemed like maybe they were saving Doctor Emmett because when they picked him up and took him over to that site. Which I guess we'll learn camera. about more mm-hmm. right. next week. Exactly. It seems like maybe they were rescuing him. Right. That's what that's what I was assuming, and I, you know, I would just go with that thought. But I don't know if you, any of you guys saw evidence otherwise that well, they're were they related to those locals that they weren't supposed to tape having a funeral. Was that, mm. that that's that's who I, I assu- that's who I assumed they were because Dr. Emmett Cole had connection with them from the beginning. Yeah. So I feel like they. They must know him to. They must know him to rescue him or to be willing to rescue him and mm-hmm. not take their, his dog. Or I feel like the, whatever is happening with the magic um, likes Doctor Emmett Cole. It does. It feels that 
the doctor. <laughs> I don't know what to call him. I'll just call him. Yeah. <laughs> the doctor. Yeah. I feel like they know he has good intentions because mm-hmm. I feel like if they were going to harm him, they would have harmed him by now. And the bug that's in him, I feel like went in him to give him knowledge mm-hmm. and to be wise mm-hmm. and to almost be able to get through the journey being strong. And I know that Il Tucci we're, that we're going to get into, mm-hmm. um, Tunchi, you know, the Jahel had said, quote, um, oh, God, why do I say quote and then not have anything to say right after it? <laughs> she said, it doesn't come to scare you. Thank you. She, oh, she comes, comes to, to kill, kill you. you. Right. So mm-hmm. it did interact with him. Why wouldn't it? I know it's not killing him to continue the storyline, mm-hmm. but I but I really think that he ultimately is going to find some sort of bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Well, I also think that you know, he talked about there's this third option that, you know, there's life and death, but um, in the Amazon, there's this third option where life and death are on this continuation, which we also heard when he told um, Lincoln the story when he gave him the necklace. Um, so I think that maybe there's this good and evil and um, and that maybe being the same thing, too, yeah. in the Amazon um Yale had this idea that she's a demon and she comes to kill you, but in fact, it comes and, and saves his life. So mm-hmm. I guess we'll learn more about that. I think that's week. really interesting mm-hmm. that you brought that up because I was reading a lot about that this week, just about those three options, life, death, and then the third option being that of spirit. And um, something I was reading about was about a group of uh, European people who go to the Amazon for these retreats on a yearly basis to seek out that spirit element of life and they were talking about how in our civilized societies you know we all live in these modern societies that are very spiritually distant like we barely even incorporate that into our lives and when you do bring up something like a a ghost or a spirit people think you're crazy and so there are people who actually go on these retreats to try to find that or feel connected to that and how um in places like the amazon you can literally feel it just by being there and being around all the elements and being away from civilization, you feel closer to whatever that is. So it definitely seems like he was on a search for that and that that's taking over. Sure. Yeah. 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 I feel like with, with the crew, the writers, directors, by them positioning the, the spirits as magic, they really put more of a positive spin Mm -hmm. on on being involved with spirits, it doesn't feel. Although you know they show bloody corpses and monkeys and things, which was really pretty. Um, that it's it seems more it seems friendlier. The show it doesn't feel it doesn't feel That's evil. Scary. Yeah, it feels yeah. more um, whimsical, almost in a sense. Mm-hmm. I feel like we'll, we'll definitely you know by the finale, which will be in two weeks, see um, something that would just make us really think about what the difference is between spirit and magic and evil and demons versus ghosts. Why and did you point at me twice when you said <laughs> evil and demons? What was um, that about? Uh, no reason. I just, my thumb <laughs> just evil happens to do right. this. It's like wow. the Elaine. Wow. The Elaine dance. <laughs> no, my thumb isn't a permanent um, thumbs up because I'm always happy. And, it just, <laughs> and you like everything. <laughs> yeah. But in a ba- when I'm having a bad mood, I usually flip it over. That's interesting. <laughs> I mean, that is, that's an interesting point. I was wondering, Anna, what you think about that since, I mean, you're new to, I guess, doing this with us. And if you feel like 
um, it's getting less scary or frightening, or do you also feel like it's becoming a little bit more like what Kristen said? Um, I definitely feel like it got way too Blair Witchy this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the I, I, the one thing that I, I think upset me um, oh. and made it like less believable, um, just because we've seen this sort of thing before. Um, but up until tonight, I've been completely enraptured. Mm-hmm. What what brought you in enraptured you about the show? I'm just curious. What drew you in? Um, I mean, I guess the the supernatural and the idea and and what is it might be the dragonflies. I don't know <laughs> what is the source. Those dragonflies come up a lot now. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, I think it's like the third time. However, typically they would go in and then later come out, but we never saw it come out. Yeah, well, he um, never exited. No, that dragonfly's still in there. Well, unless the tapes were out of order, you know, we didn't. That's true. always that's brings true. up a good point. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. that's true. That's no, true. Well, so and that's what ball. I was wondering if he hadn't, like, if if it wasn't inside during those times, does that mean the spirits sensed that, or or vice versa? Like, we don't know because mm. yeah, you know? we don't know. Yeah, you know, it would be interesting, which I doubt this theory is true, but if the dragonfly was um, part of the. Zolos, and they were tracking him and kind of keeping an eye on him and watching him and keeping him safe. But I know that's definitely not the theory because last episode we saw um, when he had swallowed the dragonfly, mm-hmm. there were f- feet marks like on the ceiling. So he was clearly right. walking upside down on the ceiling. He chose to step in mud first, though, just to let people know that he was going to walk on the ceiling. Just like that was a Swiss Army knife? I've seen that before. Be. Yeah. yeah. But I just see- to cover my bases here. <laughs> I've seen that before, though, when, you know, there's, they show someone was like walking on, but if you walk on the floor, we don't leave feet prints like that. <laughs> right. It's like they have to, right. you know, visualize it somehow. It's just hilarious. Right. Right. It's hilarious. Well, yeah. the other thing with, like, suddenly he has a cell phone. Like, I'm dying of yeah. starvation, but, like, you know, I think so I'm going to call Lincoln. Call, yeah. What's up? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. Okay, no. That was funny. He's like, no. I have nothing yeah. to eat, but I thought, I thought I had to bring a phone with me. <laughs> right. He's just yeah. like, I give up. Right. <laughs> like, right. You send that chopper. Yeah. And when stuff like that happens, it really just drags me down because I was like, oh, you guys had me. You guys had me. Right, and that yeah. probably happened like 25 minutes, 30 minutes into the episode. And then I'm like, damn it. Now I have to, my brain has to recalculate everything. Like, <laughs> right. this, okay, could this actually be happening? Yeah. You know, and if, let's, let's decide, you know, if he had the phone. Mm-hmm. What could he have done with it? Because he still had the phone after he hung up with Lincoln. You can always call someone else. Right. But, mm. but I don't think he was calling Lincoln for help. I mean, he was just calling to... Yeah. No, he wasn't. He was prideful to, to say, I need help. Yeah. Right, yeah. but he was almost not too prideful to, <laughs> you know, die on the grass. So, right. you know, it, he still had the phone after he called Lincoln. And regardless, he wasn't calling Lincoln for, um, for help. When you're in those dying moments and you're about to like slice open your dog's throat, mm-hmm. call nine one one. That should be like the motto for nine one one. You know, <laughs> if you're gonna slice open your dog's throat, give us a call first. Yeah. Call we'll be line. there. Yeah. He was when you're in those dying moments and about to slice. slice well, he was losing dog. consciousness. He was in and out. He was probably hallucinating. He didn't. He probably was like, "Oh, I have a phone," but he. Yeah, but we're like making this up. You know, this is all speculation. Right. And, but you that's know, what we do. It, but no, 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 <laughs> no totally, no. totally. But it's just, I think, like a huge gaping inconsistency. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it just yeah. bothers me because it, you know you have so much, you have so many resources to write that story like as yeah. seamlessly as you can. You've got like the backing of like you know millionaires. Just, just, just sew that together yeah. somehow for me, please. I'm begging you. But, but other than <laughs> he's like four one one. Right, right. 
Zero. That's wrong. Domino's? Yeah. I'm really hungry. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing to eat here. Yeah. Well, We're similar. actually, we, Domino's, we actually are taking over the world. So we do actually have a store in the Amazon. It was like Lost, right? They were trying to get reception. So maybe he didn't have reception until that point. Yeah, yeah. And I heard the beep, and it was yeah. like, oh, yeah. But, but we did have know, a bar. <laughs> from the last week, um, Tess was really working that radio. That oh. se- the you know, <laughs> mayday, oh, yeah. mayday, mayday, mayday. And no one had been answering. Yeah. No one, and she kept trying and trying and trying. So she's the opposite of um, of of Cole Emmett Cole's you know technique of trying to get in touch with somebody. Right. But again, yeah. I mean that that was really I think the only thing that kind of threw me off tonight. Um, we saw we saw some scary things. We didn't see anything um, too too uh, spirity, really. For the most part, mm-hmm. we saw a bloody corpse, which obviously was happened through a spirit, and we saw some leaves blowing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about that corpse for a minute. I think yeah. this shows a really interesting part of Doctor Emmett Cole, um, who like won't kill his dog to feed himself you know because mm-hmm. he's so such like a good guy mm-hmm. i, I want to think um but he just like does not care about the people his crew that he's losing yeah. you know right. just like yeah. you know just and you know russ said something tonight that really got you know pulled at my heartstrings um he said i gave up my life for your dreams yeah. and um i mean that was sad i must have been really painful for Lena to hear and watch. Yeah. Um, but I just think that's, I, I mean, what do you think about that with, uh, I think, Emmett? I think that's really true. And I think that's why his relationship with Lincoln and with Tess and with everybody was so severed and why he made that final phone call. Cause I think in those moments alone in the forest, he was thinking, Oh God, have I been too selfish? Have I made mistakes? You know, he's put all of his relationships on his line personally and professionally. And, you know, I, I would feel, I mean, I understand why Emmett feels some resentment towards his dad. His dad always put the expedition in front of anything else. And you mean Lincoln? I'm sorry, what did I say? Emmett. I, mean, yeah. I meant Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, so I think I, I definitely agree with you 100%. Yeah. Do you guys think because, you know, we are doing this, they are doing this only for Emmett. You know, Lena, if I was Lena, I would feel resentment for them not uh-huh. caring as much about my father as okay. they are caring about Emmett. Um, do you guys think that eventually Tess will lose will lose followers and this will become like a one woman and her son march to find Emmett? Because these people going through all of this stuff, what is the end result? What's, what's the payoff for them? And of course, finding someone alive would be a payoff. But eventually when you're going through these things, you have to kind of like have a breaking point, especially when it was for a man who chose to he chose like he chose to go deeper and deeper and deeper into the Amazon. Yeah, you know. So do you think they're going to drop off anybody? Any well, like AJ guys like that? They um yeah AJ already kind of said that he was out. Yeah, um, he's so, like peace. I mean, yeah. Um, so um, Emilio, they already kind of set it up with with that saying like you know. Emmett was the only person who would um, hire me after I got out of prison. I owe him my life. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the daughter's not going anywhere then. Um, and Clark <laughs> feels something. <laughs> Clark is like in love with Tess. Yeah, so he's gonna yeah. around. Right, so he's not going to like let her go by herself. Yeah. Um, so no, I don't think they're going to And I think Jonas him. has a thing for Lena. Right. So he's going to stick around. Right. But that's a really good point because I got a little bit of that vibe when Tess said, can I have a moment alone? And she and Lincoln wanted to watch the rest of that tape and kind of she shut everybody else out of there. 
I understand why she wanted to do that. Obviously, it's a family. It's it's their family bond. But at the same time, I think I I would be a little frustrated. Like, come on, Tess, I'm here too. Like, mm-hmm. I'm on this expedition with you. Like, and please include me. So, mm-hmm. I think that she kind of created a little bit of a sever tonight. Yeah. Yeah, for I don't sure. Know, I think maybe they got it. Jonas, I think for sure got it that like there should be a little dignity in death, yeah. and um, mm, and perhaps they all learned that lesson from Jonah. Let me ask your opinion, um, since you know we've all chatted. We saw, um, I think it was the second episode. We saw um, uh, Captain Kurt uh, being kind of shady in the scene where AJ was at the tree to get the cure for the blindness mm-hmm. and captain kurt said on a phone because he also had a phone <laughs> right driving me <laughs> freaking crazy the, yeah um he said on the phone something like they'll be dead in a few days the crew will be dead in a few days right did you pick up on that did you give a get a bad vibe from him well that's like the second time that he's been on the phone um but <laughs> he's like a teenage girl yeah <laughs> I'm still texting. <laughs> Mom, leave me alone. I need to find Fun. out who their carrier is. Um, right. yeah. But I don't. I feel like he's there to protect them. You think so? I think yeah. so. And yeah. um, and I, I think he knows Emmett. And have they said that he knows Emmett? I don't. I don't know one way or the other. But I think he does. Um, and because he said something like, "If they found the source, then I'll." something or another this was like the i think that was in the the season or series premiere i i'd like to think that he has bigger plans yeah. if the if the show continues into a second season that D- captain kurt might be a spy or might be trying to get information on the amazon and is piggybacking on these people for information i i don't know how captain kurt is related and I forgot, and I wish I knew. Because how would he protect them if he's saying, "Oh, they'll be dead," and like, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't understand. Well, that because part. at the time they were all blind. Yeah, yeah but he almost he said it in, in, too, in, though, in the way he, it. you know, delivered his line as an actor. What I perceived was him saying, "Like, eh, these losers, yeah, they'll be dead in a couple of days, I, and will we all be better off?" That's what I got from it. Yeah. So yeah, I, me too. I hope they follow up on that because I still have a hunch on him. I don't. Again, mm-hmm. they could be saving it for possibly writing it into a second season if there is one. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I get two from him. I get kind of like a creepy vibe. I love him. Yeah, I do too. I do I like him. him. I think I was talking about how I had like a mini <laughs> crush on him. him. Yeah, I, I have he's a cute. mini crush on everybody minus Clark, um, <laughs> even AJ. I like Clark. I think Clark's handsome. <laughs> Sorry. I, you can have him then. Okay, I, I've got him. The rest handsome. of them are just like always just sweaty and I don't know. Yeah, hairy. It's and, hot. Yeah. It's humid there. Yeah, yeah, I know. I just love it. Yeah. It's great. My hair love would it. be like so bad. <laughs> it would be like I every day All you'd see me on the boat with a flat iron before. Looking for for demons today. That's okay. I'm just give me a minute on my flat iron here. Oh God, I hate myself. Um, <laughs> we saw uh, Kate Featherson today in the episode. Um, as we all know, is the star of the Paranormal Activity series. How did you guys think she did? I mean, she's got to be a pro at acting like this. But was she? She's practiced that scream before. Yes, she's very good at <laughs> I know, it. The sound sounded familiar, but that blood curdling scream. Yeah, yeah. Katie Featherson is a friend of a friend. We're hoping to get her on the show. So, Katie, if you're watching what? or listening, we want you in here. Yeah, and to know get the, in here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, here she comes. No. Oh. <laughs> hey, hey. hey. <laughs> it was the source. It was. I, I thought it was great that they brought her. In. Um, 
not only because of her wonderful acting background, we love you and hope to see you soon, but also um, because it was great to just have another woman in the crew and that she was, you know, a camera woman and that she was out there on the adventure with Emmett. And also I thought the interesting um, story point when she confessed her feelings for him. Right. I was like, oh. Yeah, but then she ditched him like yeah, he was, was yesterday's say, And then left with all news. of the resources. Well, so she said, yeah. I'm still in love with Tess. Yeah, yeah. Well, but she also didn't say, I'm in love with you. She's like, schoolgirl crush. Right. But then yeah. she went to grab his hand. That's kind of intimate. And but he said, no, Tess lives in here. That's, yeah. that's fine. But I mean, you <laughs> know, you don't like stay with somebody <laughs> on that. True. Would you stay in that kind of madness? No. For, no. for a crush? No, no, you wouldn't but stay, but I would also not leave by myself because I would be alone in the woods or the jungle rainforest yeah. by myself, and I would want a man, at least, or a friend or somebody to right. be well, there and kind of take it she for me. She felt betrayed because he didn't care that Manny had died. Right. You know, so she was like, like, oh, well, I'm leaving next, with yeah. all of your supplies. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. So. But I feel like from her move, we okay, we, we know that... Um, Oh, Jonas. Um, <laughs> we know that no dead air, so I'll just sing. I can't think of words. <laughs> just say bing. <laughs> yeah, bing, 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 bing. Jonas. Um, Jonas was um, under siege by the spirits because of his stealing footage or trying to get footage of, you know. So I think that um, Katie's character, who was named Rabbit, he was calling her Rabbit. Right. Yeah. Rosetta Fisher. Rosetta Fisher, Rabbit's her a.k.a. Exactly. Rabbit. That's yeah. a hard, That's hard name to live with. <laughs> camera woman name. Yeah. Um, when, when she took his equipment, I think that that would have triggered the source to be upset. And so I think she is going to have been captured by one of the spirits belonging to the source mm-hmm. and being punished um, because that wasn't a fair thing to do and again mm-hmm. earlier i said that i think the show is going to go to a place of like a bigger picture mm-hmm. of not just like a creepy mean like scary entity mm-hmm. you know i think it's going to be a bigger picture almost like a life lessony kind of thing mm-hmm. and i think that her taking his equipment and leaving like that really is going to punish her in the long run mm-hmm. and we saw in the previews which i know we're going to go to predictions toward the end of our uh, wrap up show but um they showed her really mm-hmm. quickly like uh, just a mess and yeah. she was like shaking and she looked like something had, yeah yeah so i think they definitely will capture her and um and she'll, tell her not to be a bad her. person anymore <laughs> get yeah. with it she'll get her due. do you notice though that like the the spirit or the source or whatever it is also seems to be like super forgiving yeah it's really <laughs> really forgiving <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like the second we could all learn from it yeah it's <laughs> we could take a valuable it's lesson. basically like if yeah if you do wrongdoing and then you realize you did wrongdoing it's it forgives you it's right. very similar to jesus um <laughs> anyway moving on i don't know why you just said that but and i know it was serious and it is but that just came across really funny okay good anyway <laughs> when um when but going going bit. about the uh, along those lines, um, I think we should talk about the Altunchi because it incorporates what you were just talking about. Um, and I have a little passage that explains what Altunchi is. Do you guys want to talk about that? A little yeah, bit? definitely. Yeah, sure. So, like Chris, like Kristen, what you were just saying about the bigger picture—a bigger picture theme for the show—is about doing right, doing the right thing, basically. Yeah. 
It's like uh, TGIF when yeah. we were growing up. Yeah. Remember all those yeah. Yeah. It's Friday like Full night. House. It's, exactly. not, it's the last 30 lesson, seconds. But we're learning lesson at 10 o'clock on a Tuesday. I love it. Um, <laughs> so it says El Tunchi. This is actually not something that the show has made up. It's a real um, South American Amazon legend. And it says that El Tunchi is the spirit specifically of people who took their last breath inside the rainforest. So basically, it's the spirit mm. of people who died in the rainforest. Oh mm. And the technique of El Tucci is to whistle a certain tune, always mm. a same mm. short mm. melody, and if you chime in by whistling the exact same tune, the spirit will appear. Its wrath will fall upon you and terrorize you. If you whistle? Yeah. Why would you whistle? Exactly. So <laughs> the whole time, I knew this, I was like, Dr. Emmett, why are you whistling? You're yeah. not supposed to whistle. Yeah, he couldn't, thankfully. You're not supposed yeah. to. It's it's like respecting that that's their thing. You're not allowed to interfere. Um, it says if you're well-behaved and respect nature by not harming flora and fauna, El Tucci will just scare you a little bit and move on. However, if you mow down trees or do something bad to the rainforest like there's no tomorrow, um, it's going to take its wrath out on you and basically they said that the lesson to be learned from that is that you know as we all know everybody like mcdonald's and all these horrible companies are mowing down the rainforest to create cattle land and um what they're basically saying is if you continue to do that you're hurting the earth's lungs and these these spirits will terrorize you forever wow so mcdonald's will get theirs yeah maybe he was committing suicide then by trying to whistle that's a good point putting himself i just don't think he knew Right, because, Not because he whistle? kept whistling. Yeah. Right, because Rabbit said, oh, you made it go away the first time. Mm-hmm. It terrorized them. Did he, he whistle that time? He whistled because right? yeah. he got that tune. Yeah. But, so um, it's that thing. Maybe it's the dragonfly like it counters the... It, I don't know. Do but something then, off. It, the, the dragon flies wings go like this, and then it makes a really loud whistle. It's like, <laughs> it's like stay back. <laughs> I um, don't know. But then he couldn't whistle because he was so dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Right. Which Kendra was so wise to tell us. I was like, why can't he whistle? Kendra's like, because he's dehydrated, Molly. You can't whistle when you're dehydrated. Yeah, like you can. It's like whistling with crackers in your mouth. Really. <laughs> right. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. It's all, yeah. But I like that. That's cool. I really think that's interesting. I thought that and was I, fascinating. Yeah, yeah. And I have to agree. I think just, you know, not to get, you know, all like religion y and stuff. Um, I was, uh, but let's do it. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm just going to do that because I don't know what to say. I wish she had God music. Oh. I know. Um, but that's, you know, I grew up, I grew up Catholic, um, never knew a million facts was kind of like the Catholic cause you had to be because, you know, your mom made you go to Sunday school. Um, but I just, and you know, people criticize, people criticize everything. So whatever I say, I feel like I have to counteract with another point. But I think the basic thing that I learned from Catholicism just, and I think it just also came from my mom is just being a decent human being Mm -hmm. and i know the church has gone through things that don't necessarily make them look decent but that's what i took from it and i and i really truly feel like doing the basic things like when i was a kid i was not because i was into recycling and like into saving the the you know environment Mm -hmm. if anyone littered i was 10 years old and i was so upset because it was just they were doing the wrong thing Mm -hmm. And so I really, if, if that's, if this is going to be the overall picture for the show, I'm going to be really proud of the show because mm-hmm. all I try to do, like I write a you know blog on social etiquette yeah. and, it, and it's kind of, you know, funny and politically incorrect. But the whole point of that blog is to really just get people to be decent people, mm-hmm. just to do the decent thing, even if it's, um, you know, not being an idiot on your birthday, just what, you know, it, the smallest thing doesn't 
you know, I, I really like that. So I'd really like if that's the message. And if that's the case, um, I hope more people watch to learn a little yeah. bit. Definitely. Yeah. That's deep. Thank you. That was uh, Stuart Smalley yeah. here. You said it wasn't deep. It was. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway. That's eh, as deep no, as I, I get. It's as deep as oh, I okay. get. Oh, yay. That's what it was. I was going to say. I think, but I think they're definitely doing that. I mean, I'm yeah. getting that vibe. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. whole, the whole time, I have to be honest, up until this episode, I've really been a little bit lost. Mm-hmm. what's the point like where are we going what are we yeah, trying, trying to find to, yeah and i knew we were trying to find the source but i didn't really and i knew the source of of magic and you know but i didn't really grasp it until this episode I, mm-hmm. i'm on the same page mm-hmm. yeah did you feel did you know before um i felt that it had something to do with like farming or i wasn't but i guess i guess yeah. yours makes more sense with farming what? It's <laughs> clearly a joke. Oh. <laughs> I was like, well, we were just talking about really clearing like, pastures oh, okay. for McDonald's yeah. meat. Maybe it was for I'm like, farming. I hope McDonald's executives aren't listening. <laughs> They're so angry at me. I just went vegan, so I'm on like a campaign. Are you really? Did you really? Mm-hmm. You're wearing that shirt, but you're vegan. Oh my God, you're That right. is hilarious. I'm, I'm just like Carrie Underwood. <laughs> Carrie Underwood's vegan, and she got all the slack for it. But you I love are animals. Funny. I'm wearing Animal Pride. Yeah, it's not Animal Print, it's Animal Pride. <laughs> animal Pride. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god, that's, that's funny. Good one. <laughs> that's funny. I like that. I'm wearing leather boots. It's like the irony, right? Are you wearing leather boots? I am. <laughs> I'm vegan when it comes to diet. <laughs> yeah, it depends what. I'll slowly. Molly, you would be perfect fodder for the Real Housewives of Orange County. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. she'd be like, oh yeah, I'm totally vegan. And she'd be holding like a cheese stick and a burger. <laughs> and like an airbase bag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on. You're funny. You and Alexis could be news anchors together. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I think um, on that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break and come back with some awesome segments for you guys. So stay tuned. After Buzz TV. Hi. I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag co-workers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzzTV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzzTV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after shows from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV after shows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to AfterBuzz TV. Uh, again, we are uh, recapping The River, episode six, called... Dr. Emmett Cole. Um, tonight we have a very special um, segment that actually is every night, but it's only going to be for two more weeks because we're coming to the end of the show. Um, but it is called Spirity Thing of the Week. And this week we are going to be uh, chatting about spirit trees. And I'm so excited to hear from Anna and Molly about these these things. Do tell. So um, if you <laughs> I'm really good at introing, by the yeah, way. You are. <laughs> Do tell. Um, no. I, I'm, I'm doing, I'm telling. Um, if you recall, there was a tree full of creepy dolls, um, and 
Lena remembered that there had been um, there was a story that Emmett used to tell about a little girl who drowned in the stream oh, trying to find these dolls, right? Um, trying to trying to get her doll, and the legend was that she would pull in the locals, and so they started hanging these trees from the dolls. Um, hanging good, hanging, hanging these dolls. trees. That's a right. big, big yeah, doll. it's a big doll. <laughs> anyway, um, turns out this legend is is chill. totally true. Um, right. Yeah. So, but it's it's in Mexico is okay. the only thing. So I'm going to just read this quickly. Ooh, leave her, leave her. <laughs> we could have fun this with her. Give me it all started <laughs> over 50 years ago when the island's only resident, Don Julio Santana, found the body of a dead little girl in the canal where the island sits. He was haunted by her memory and soon started hanging dolls in the trees to appease the girl's spirits and to ward off evil spirits from entering the island. Doll heads, arms, legs, etc. are sprawled out across the island in a strange sacrifice to prevent further evil. Strangely, though, in 2001, Don Julian suffered the same fate as a little girl, drowning in the canal beside his home. Some people believe this was the work of the dolls who have since become inhabited by evil spirits. These days, the dolls remain the sole occupants on one of Mexico's darkest tourist attractions. Oh, oh my God. So it's just an island of dolls. That episode I... just got a lot cooler. Oh, yeah. God, that is so sad. <laughs> wow. That's that really neat. And it was this was an island in Mexico. What was the name of the island? That I, I they just call it the Island of the Dolls. Wow. But I'm sure it has another yeah. name. Um, so that's I'm sure the I dolls have. are afraid of some of the so these are, locals, though. These are all the yeah. dolls that are. Those are all real images. It's all real oh creepy God. images. Yeah. These are real. Yeah. This is going to be great audio, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> these, if if you guys are listening on iTunes, um, you can go check this out on oddityscentral.com. Um, oddityscentral.com. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure if you've been watching The River, you know the dolls we're referring to. Um, but these are actual dolls we're looking at, and they are really worn away by natural um, thing weather. And they're they're very aged. I, they're I old it. dolls, I and they're very the creepy. Extension. Very creepy. Mexico's island of the dolls is beyond creepy. <laughs> Sorry. That's really sophisticated. Right. Kristen, I'm sure you'll be booking a trip there. Didn't you book that Black Dahlia scary? Yeah, I kind of, I stuff? get, I love this stuff, but then I do it do it too much and then I then I freak myself out I went on a tour of the Black Dahlia um, of her last days in Los Angeles and um, and I woke up a few nights later in just like a cold sweat and I was picturing her like spirit above me like hovering over me and all I was seeing was her body split in half but her spirit was like hovering over the body too like it was just so I I read about it, 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 and then had that image, and then I couldn't, for like a couple months, I just had to let go of like things like this, because I go to like a weird place. And, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, these things happen. Yeah. yeah. But that's really, 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 really interesting, and that was only 50 years, that was 50 years ago. Yeah, And it's still, ago, yeah. still going on. And just the dolls are there. It's so creepy. Yeah. So, wow. So creepy. Yeah, very interesting. And Molly, you have something on, like on the trees as well. Like how said creepy in five, <laughs> yeah. five minutes. New drinking game for you guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Drink of water. Oh. <laughs> I was just thirsty. Um, that's really fascinating. Well, I, I know there's a lot of legends and mythologic t- mythological tales about the trees having spirits along the Amazon. Um, what I found was uh, specifically, oh, sorry, could nobody hear me? Uh, You're fine, yeah. If you want to just say that again, sake. I think it was... <laughs> okay. Um, basically, I said there's a lot of different variations of tales about um, trees having mythical spirits along the Amazon. And I found a little documentary film online, and uh, I wish I had the URL for you all. 
but I don't. <laughs> but uh, tweet me and I'll send it to you. <laughs> there we go. I'll make up for that. Um, but it was really fascinating. It was about uh, Peruv- it was a little Peruvian village. And they talked about how the rainforests around that area have um, what they call the spirit. They call the spirit Mother Nature's spirit. But Mother Nature, I always thought of as a very nurturing, sweet thing. Like, Mother Nature is going to take care of us. Mother Nature down there is... Is a biznatch. She's kind of biznatchy. (laughs) Exactly. I've never said biznatchy before. Um, She's biznatchy. And basically, the tale is that this uh, boy, he was 20 years old. He used to go in the forest all the time with his grandfather and his cousins. And um, they always went as a group. Well, one day, he uh, went into the forest with his grandfather and cousins. And they came upon a fork in the road. And... At the fork in the road, this boy saw the image of this girl he was madly in love with. And he said, you guys go on, I'm going with her. And so he followed what he thought was the girl he was in love with. And all the guys were like, hey, you know, you should really come with us. And he's like, no, I'm going to go with her. So there are people, you know, eyewitness account that this happened. And um, he never came back. So then his mother and his father were, of course, so upset. So they went to see a shaman. And um, the shamans can basically tell you what happened to the person you're looking for and they said he was taken by mother nature the spirit of the trees and um basically the tale that has come from this story and from many others like that there's a lot of people who say that people went missing after reaching a fork (laughs) in the road um and that they chose the wrong path which is kind of like what you were saying Kristen, about choosing right from wrong like he should have stuck with his grandfather and cousins but instead he was tempted by this beautiful woman so they're Mm. saying he chose the wrong path Mm. um and he was never found again and it was actually kind of it was really sad because they interviewed one of his cousins who was just like sobbing and he said you know we all went out there on on foot for days and we're very poor people it's not like we had any Anything to eat, and we went out there hungry, looking for him, and he was never found. And we know now from the shaman that he was literally taken by this this ghost of mother, or the spirit of Mother Nature. And um, they said that a lot of times this spirit, there's a lot of different tales, does take on the image of someone who is close to you, or someone that you're maybe longing for, or you know have a crush on or whatever um to tempt you and if you're making if you make the wrong decision you know you're goner wow yeah it was crazy and that's not fair i mean i know that's trickery (laughs) it is trickery (laughs) it's sinful i guess you're i guess they you know maybe they consider it sinning because you're and and another thing that they said is if you ever go into the forest alone in this region um if you ever go into the rainforest alone um you will get taken by Mother Nature because she's looking for companions to mate with to create more people in her community, <laughs> yeah. if you will. Yeah. So, yeah, there's another story about a guy who went alone and then she, um, he was actually hunting for uh, – he was hunting pigs in, in the rainforest. And um, he apparently was killing too many and – Mother Nature, the spirit that came from the trees, said, what are you doing? You're taking too many of my pigs. They're my beings. And um, she said, you know what? I need a husband. You're coming with me. And this guy was never seen from again. Mm. Yeah. So she's a little creepy. That's one ding, husband ding, 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 ding. you don't want to be. Yeah. So. A lot of women could probably measure up to Mother Nature, but that's you don't want to be her husband. I mean, I guess the, luckily, like the good thing is that you don't hear like any. And these particular tales that I was reading about, you, you don't read about anything 
horribly graphic or awful happening, these people just disappear. Yeah. So it's not as bad. How do you know how far back these stories go? Is this like centuries. a myth that's okay, centuries? Centuries. Yeah. And you know, and there's so many people who can account for missing loved ones and that they've gone on search and rescue and these people have never been found. It started to make me believe something was up. Well, it's a terrible fate. It's horrible. Yeah. And it's not like they're having like a like resting in peace. Yeah. And these boys, you know, like the the cousin that was crying saying, you know, he was missing his cousin. Um you know these guys know the forest a lot of them and they've they go in it day in and day out it's it, a lot of them know how to navigate it quite well so to never find why does their loved one mother nature like come to los angeles and take a couple people <laughs> <laughs> she, like, made, like the fro. she would have yeah, like millions of husbands here <laughs> weed the garden <laughs> yeah yeah that's with these stories you don't you don't hear of these stories in our like you said we don't really live with spirituality most of the time in our days and in and it just makes me I don't know I really don't know what I'm saying except I wish these stories came out of places where like people were actually living with jobs and it would make it feel more real mm-hmm. so you hear these stories coming from this is going to sound really insulting but you hear these stories coming from Mexico mm-hmm. and you know you know countries that might not have as as much wealth and things and you wonder if you know, someone someone who doesn't believe in spirits and doesn't believe in an afterlife and is very much an atheist would say, well, they, they're just not as educated. And that's why right. they make up these stories to make themselves feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd like it to happen in, in somewhere, you know, like L.A. or New York where people are like, no, shit's real. I, I actually found a website called Spirit of the Tr- spiritoftrees.org. And they had stories from, I mean, all kinds of countries in Japan, for example, and um, Germany. And, and I mean, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I mean, all over the world. So um, so maybe check that out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so one other um, spirit tree thing that, um, that I read about this week was about uh, a vine that comes from a lot of the trees that has healing elements. And um, in Tonight's episode, we saw Emmett drink water from a vine. You might, yeah. you guys remember that? Yeah. Well, there's a place um, in along the Amazon that um, hosts people who are ill, and they basically have a campsite, and you come down there and you drink this stuff that comes from vines, and um, you can go on the website. It's really interesting. It's called Ahawaska Foundation, and it's spelled A-Y-A-H-U-A-S-C-A. If you go on their website, you can read all about it. But basically, it's for people who are ill, whether it's physically or emotionally or mentally, I guess, um, can go down there and be treated. And basically, all the treatment is that they drink this tea that basically comes from the trees. And then a lot of people say that it has kind of psychedelic effects, like it's like shrooming, which, I mean, who hasn't done that? I'm just kidding. I never have. But <laughs> from what I read, it seems like it's like shrooming. And, you know, you can have... It fit in your vegan diet. Yeah, totally. <laughs> natural. Um, and people have like psychedelic kind of episodes and feel like they're out of this world. They're not in life. They're not in death. They're in some other place. And they come out of it feeling healed. Some of them don't. There are also a lot of negative stories about people who have horrific traumatizing experiences when they go down there and do this. So I thought it was really interesting to read about. Where can you find these finds? Um, this was called the Ahawaska Foundation. It's on their website. It's A-Y-A-H-U-A-S-C-A. And this guy from America went down there and did it to be healed. And then he ended up running, he runs his own business where people from all over the world, from South America, 
um, South Africa, from Australia. They all fly to this campsite where this guy does it. And you can watch videos of them. I feel doing like he's going to be soon, soon. <laughs> it's like some, he might be. You know, like you, someone that drinks that it and dies, and then he's like in the well, news. They probably don't have. But actually, what you were just saying, though, you know, about um, people saying, oh, are these people uneducated? And is that why they tell these tales? Well, a lot of these tales, since they do have kind of moral stories, mm-hmm. like right from wrong, you know, whether don't be tempted or stick with the path, stick with the group. Don't They're go great off lessons. They're like fables. Yeah. They're like yeah. Aesop's fables or something. And right. a great way to tell moral stories to the community and it could either all be real or it could be fables just to teach a yeah. lesson and either way if it's real or not it helps the community just yeah. teaches people to be better exactly right so we could use some of those <laughs> yeah, we could. well that's very interesting i'm excited for and i can't speak tonight it's very interesting <laughs> it's, i'm like as dry as emmett was in the forest right now um <laughs> i'm excited for more next week so once we decide i'm really psyched to check some stuff out but um again i can't speak so we're gonna um i think cut to news and gossip after that awesome stuff TV news. Kendra, do you want to <laughs> take it? Take the floor. Um, yeah, I just have a few things. I'll just give some snippets of what's in the news and gossip. Um, your favorite Bruce Greenwood, who plays Dr. Emmett Cole. Um, actually, I don't know if you did. You guys talk about Super Eight? Having seen him on Super Eight, I haven't seen that movie. No, I've seen the movie. I didn't realize he was in it. Yeah, he was. Um, it says he was actually the thing going bump in the night. Did you? I, I didn't see the movie. So mm. I mm. Anyhow, um, <laughs> mm. but also if you uh, are looking for more of him, he also does voice work in animation. He's the voice of Batman in Young Justice, and in video in the video game, he's or- Overlord. I can't speak either. <laughs> in uh, the best-selling Call of Duty Modern Warfare Three, interesting, which is pretty popular. Um, he also plays JFK in Thirteen Days, a fictional commander in chief in National Treasure Book of Secrets. That's two different things. So anyway, um, also his co-star, Clark Quietly, the guy that you don't think is handsome. (laughs) But I think he's handsome. I think he's the most handsome one on the ship. Yes. Uh, Yeah, and he's here. But anyway, (laughs) um, he's actually going to heat up uh, the action on CSI on March 14th <laughs> for any uh, fans of CSI. Um, he's going to guest star as Tom, a pompous, slick, and charismatic college professor who teaches a popular class on the nature of celebrity. So not a far stretch from his character on the yeah. river. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, he, he actually also appeared on CSI Miami in 2010. He looks like a CSI Miami guy. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I think that's my, maybe where I've seen him before. Yeah. Yeah. Like channel flipping. I just seen him like walking the streets of Miami without a shirt. <laughs> right. Um, rollerblades. Um, <laughs> I uh, have um, an interview from Assignment X with Eloise Mumford, who plays um, Lana Landry. And um, a couple interesting things from the interview. Um, she did do all of her own stunts except one. Um, she had had to be thrown one of the hardest stunts she did was she had to be thrown into a wall and they asked um, if she was wearing any padding and um, I think this was for the first episode when they were getting really thrown around and Um, she said no um, but the wall she was being thrown into was rubber so you can't tell you know Mm. obviously in the show that it's rubber but she said it still hurt really badly Um, Mm. 
And this is also an interesting fact. We here at AfterBuzz TV like to do our research. Um, we all watched um, a little bit of Lost, a little bit of Paranormal Activity. Um, and uh, apparently it's not so strict over at ABC because um, Eloise has actually not watched Paranormal Activity. Oh. She's not actually seen the movie. Um, she said, I hate to tell you, I bought it on iTunes and it's on my computer. And every time I try to watch it, I get so creeped out mm-hmm. to the point you know, where I, I end up not being able to watch it. Um, she just always turns it off. And um, she did try to make an attempt to watch it because she knew Kate Featherson was coming on. Um, so, but hasn't seen paranormal activity. Well, I can she relate. Shame. I can tell her yeah. not, don't watch it. Yeah, especially <laughs> at home alone on your computer. Right. You're like, wait, you watched it alone? Yeah. And um, right after the um, right after the shooting of um, once they finished shooting um, the river, she uh, started working on a movie called Drones, which is about like people in the Navy or Navy SEALs or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's an independent film, and I believe it's actually out now. And she dyed her hair brown for that, so would have a different look. And um, then, lastly, I'm paraphrasing very much here, but um, she also commented on the fact I, Kendra wasn't here and Anna wasn't here as well. So I'm just going to fill you guys in on um, that they shot in a haunted children's asylum in, in Hawaii wow. that the locals refused to go into uh-huh. and it, and that was an interview with um, Sean Parks who plays AJ and he talked about how there was a cemetery, cemetery next door of the kids that had been in that asylum and they said it definitely had a vibe and it was really creepy and haunty and the story of the cemetery um, or the story of the asylum was that there was a worker who was sexually abusing the kids and two nurses killed the man who was sexually abusing the kids. So again, the, the locals won't go in, but that's where they were filming. And so AJ, AJ's or AJ's character, Sean said that was scarier, you know, than, than filming. So he was really uncomfortable with that. And, um, and Eloise commented on it as well and just said she was completely freaked out and is was that, really is uncomfortable. That going next yeah, week. that's what I'm wondering. Is that that institution? Uh, Oh. Um, that's prob- that was probably it. Yeah. That was probably it. Because so that looks very, yeah. very creepy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's cool when there's some real life. I, and that's what I do li- I do like about the show is that it's it's not all just written. There's some like legit creepy things mm-hmm. going on behind yeah. it. So Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, so that's it for our news and gossip. And um, why don't we cut to some predictions? Mr. Ronnie Sr., who's sleeping in the booth. <laughs> Ronnie Sr. And Ronnie Jr. back. Ronnie Senior's tired. And now, you're after Buzz TV predictions. Who wants to go for it? Who bought the crystal ball tonight? The eight ball. The eight ball, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> just shaking up. It's just like, you try again. Right. <laughs> well, I think I said, like I said earlier, I think one of my predictions would be that um, Kate's, Kate Featherstone's character um, is is going to be um, in a situation like Jonas was. But that's also where Emmett's going to be. Anybody? Well, you're yeah. all, did you all just no. get eaten by the um, spirit? <laughs> there was a dragon flying here earlier. <laughs> you all just get eaten by the spirit. <laughs> First of all, I, I wanted Katie. Again, we want you on the show. So please, if you're listening. Yes. Um, hey, Katie. Um I think that Emmett's not going to be alive. Uh, they said, mm-hmm. you know, the fate of Emmett is revealed, but their journey is far from over. Um, so I think I think it's only fair. Lena's father, Russ, has died. Um, 
Hmm. I think uh, I think in order for Lena to still be on board with this, and you know, I, maybe they'll become obsessed with the source or see like some horrible thing has happened. That's um, that's a really good point. I read in an article, I think actually that you were holding Kendra over mm-hmm. there. Um, someone pointed out that you know once you're dead in the show, you're not really mean, dead. Yeah. Right, because last week with Russ, I mean, they were hugging and talking right. and he was like, oh no, just kidding, I'm already dead. <laughs> right. So, right. So I think, you know, I definitely agree with you and I think Emmett um, will be like, like I've just said all along, I think he's going to be um, a positive guide for everybody else if he is, mm-hmm. if he is dead. Well, yeah, I can kind of mix up some of our predictions with some of yeah, the news that we had. They said to expect a resolution at the end of this eight-episode season. Uh, rest assured there will be a resolution on the journey, uh, but there's a twist. Whatever we find should not be taken at face value. Uh, there's definitely a discovery, but it's not what you think. It'll be in front of your very eyes, and then rules will, be- will bend again. <laughs> so, I think they might be saying he's dead, like you said. Yeah. Aww. What if he was dead this whole but, time in, in the, all the videos and everything? I don't think that's going to happen. Well, that's possible. No, that is possible. It is possible, like though. That. Like yeah. they were saying, you know, there's alive, there's dead, and then there's the in-between. Maybe he's been in-between this whole time. Or maybe yeah. he's yeah. the dog now. Maybe they're all in-between. Yeah, well, because maybe, like, Jonah's still in-between. In <laughs> Doesn't that make sense? Yeah, Jonas is Jonas. definitely still in-between. I don't think they totally forgave him. Yeah, that was weird. He was just uh, it was just like, okay, after yeah. that whole yeah. Yeah. episode. He, and he had a cell phone. Yeah. He did. He Everyone did have a cell phone. Still safe. working. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Playing video, crystal clear. Yeah. yeah. Someone get that guy a phone. Yeah. And what do we think? We didn't talk about this at all, and I, I don't want to backtrack completely, but um, we didn't talk about the sign on the the um, sign oh, on uh, Lena. The symbol. The symbol. What what was that? Are we? That was the same uh, as the necklace. Mm-hmm. And how did she? I apologize. That, I was writing notes. She's marked, but we don't know what being marked she's is. How did she discover she that she should look for it, though? What What happened leading up to that? She, did she, uh, she was looking video? for it to see because Dr. Emmett had said that the people that uh, those people in the forest from the tribe had scars along their back that looked like wings. So she was pulling up her shirt to see if she had no, scars. Remember? No, no, no. She, but Emmett said in the video that Lena was marked. Right, he oh, he said marked, she was marked. That's yeah, what she was looking for. What I'm saying is when Lena was in her bedroom at the end, she was, she was looking pulling for the up marks. her shirt to see right. if she had those marks on her back. And then she was looking at the back of her shoulder and then looking here, looking there. And then she finally looked, pulled on, and that's when she noticed it on her neck. But, right. she she, first but he, he actually said she's he marked. Said yeah, yeah. Okay. exactly. So but she missed it in the first, the early videos when she was a kid, when mm-hmm. we saw it, right? Right, yeah, we saw it. And like Molly pointed out, she didn't have to shave her hair to see it. You could see it. Maybe your hair grew. I know for me, personally, I feel like the lower part of my hair keeps getting lower and lower down my neck. So maybe that happens. You get older. It's disgusting. I can't even believe it. My ponytail goes down to my like lower back. Um, but anyway, um, just a nice tidbit for everybody listening so you can all make horrible comments about me. Um, I, uh, yeah, well, I think I think that's going to be it tonight for our podcast. We're going to end on my um, hairy legs next time. And uh, be sure again to tune in on March 19th for Maria Menounos on Dancing with the Stars. Woo-hoo. Go out and support. Yay. And leave, leave us some awesome positive comments, especially on iTunes, because then we get higher and higher and higher on their list of awesomeness. And, um, and we need to be awesome. And we need to be awesome. If you guys want to maybe go ahead and, and let us know your, your Twitter, where we can find you. Twitter handles? Yes. I'm at Kendra Cavasel, K-E-N-D-R-A-K-A-B-A-S-E-L-E. I'm at Molly Comedy. That's Molly with a Y. Mm-hmm. Anna Koppel at Koppel for Mayor. 
Yay, I like that name. Oh, That's thank good. you. That's good. Um, I'll vote. And uh, you can find me at Kristen Carney, K-R-I-S-T-E-N-C-A-R-N-E-Y, and follow me because some people don't get into auditions unless they have enough Twitter followers these days. So, yeah, anyway. Um, wow, I know. Terrible. It's, it's horrible. It's yeah. my social networking crazies. Um, so that's it here. We will uh, see you next week. Be sure to tune in for Episode 7 of The River Season 1. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.